in the mood for something sweet? Then go visit Jolly Cakes at any of their pop-up shops. They offer cupcakes, popcorn, cookies, and cakes in a variety of yummy assortments. They are always out and about in the city during the week and on weekends. To locate them, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Jolly Cakes. Be sure to tell them SheWall Red sent you to get a free cookie with your purchase. Welcome back to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Welcome. <laughs> I'm Samra. <laughs> and per usual, we are dysfunctional. Yes. <laughs> Nothing has changed in the new year as we enter 2021. Consistency is key. <laughs> Period. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. But today, we are going to be talking about our book, More Than Enough, by Elaine Walteroth. And specifically, we're going to talk about chapter two. Specifically. Specifically <laughs> is the word of the episode. <laughs> Did you say specifically? I said specifically. All right, heard that. Specifically chapter two. I just opened up my book and here we are love um would you like to intro this chapter with the name of it and the quote yes ma'am so chapter two is called white paper family and the quote is as long as we are not ourselves we will try to be what other people are and that is a quote by maladoma patrice somme of the water and spirit yeah and honestly that one hit me like a ton of bricks because as we've talked about i personally did not feel like i found myself until i turned 22 um and like truly started to get to know me for me Mm -hmm. and so i feel like like my creation almost if you want to put it like that it's just like bits of pieces of like all these other things that made me but like weren't me wow yeah were you looking to outside sources for who you were like always trying to find yourself type thing yeah which I feel like is normal like because no one writes the book I mean there probably are books on it but no one truly writes the book on how to find yourself I feel like no one can write that book for you and it's like your own personal like almost Mm. character development on god I mean like we're constantly finding ourselves I feel like we're 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 always evolving so truly but no you're right nobody writes that book for you you have to write it yourself and that kind of you know you kind of struggle like that's why come coming of age movies are such a and stories are such a huge thing it's because we're obsessed with like youths i guess we are in a obsessed culture but like especially young people finding their purpose or their passion it's like such a big big thing in our right. culture in our society right which speaking of okay spoiler alert have you seen the movie soul have y'all seen soul girl i watched it last night oh my goodness okay for those of you who have not watched 
soul this is a spoiler so like skip through this part but basically i feel like that that whole movie attests to finding yourself it's like Mm. you feel like this one passion that you have is everything for you Mm. but it's like no like go like there's so much more to that go live your life and this thing that i saw on tiktok remember we said we'd be talking a lot about tiktok this season um which follow us on tiktok uh, basically the dude was like you see how they like in the beginning of the movie they introduce that you know it's a Disney Pixar movie but they don't put the title until the end after he's like reborn because wow. that's truly when his life began wait <laughs> wait right. soul like the soul like the Tina Fey yeah that's when his life began okay fair Fair. Yeah, I did, did not you- think about it. I didn't even realize they didn't put the title of the movie at the beginning. I totally crazy. I like low key caught it because it, it like shows like a Disney blah 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 a Pixar Studios production, and I was like, okay, like maybe some names are gonna come up next, and then Soul, or maybe Soul's gonna come up next. But then the movie just started, and so like I low key like noticed it, and then I was like, oh, the end, Soul, there it is. But like I wow. didn't put two and two together as to why that happened. Okay. Also, this is just a theory. No, yeah, totally, totally. I was like the human's life because his life you know tragically ended that's a spoiler right there um so i was like i'm confused but that makes sense the soul like the little baby soul right like his soul his life his whole everything like that's when it started like after he went through that entire journey it was a really cool movie about you know finding your purpose about your spark what yes like it's not all about you know your spark isn't one specific thing you know right exactly and so like you know i said no one's written the book on it but now there's a movie actually that i think about it because i feel like (laughs) this movie was so generalized that like that could fit into anybody's life like you could like because you know his thing was jazz music so you could place like anything right there that you're super passionate about and like the whole thing could relate to you yes yes and um you know speaking about like the quote and about finding yourself i feel like that term is so misleading because when you're finding yourself I don't know like when I hear the word find I think looking outward but I really Mm -hmm. feel like finding yourself is a lot of like alone time and looking inward actually and just trying to sit and understand who you are like minus all the external factors and things that you know get in the way of you know what I mean like on a daily basis yeah for sure like you can't necessarily find yourself by hanging out with your friends or like going i don't know yeah you could find like qualities that you like in someone that you aspire yourself to kind of be like yeah but like there's they're not you at the end of the day like you still have to define who you are correct totally and i feel like that's something that nobody really explains to you right there's no rule book on that one it's just Mm -hmm. it kind of happens differently for everyone literally just like 22 like like everybody realizes their purpose for life or like literally the will to live like on your own like that's something that has to happen in you like you can have all of this guidance but at the end of the day like you have to find it within yourself period 
I love how we just did a whole little mini thing on Soul at Disney sponsor us. <laughs> right. Back to do 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 do. Okay. Back <laughs> to the white paper family. Yes. Okay. So the white paper family. So like the first line is that she says, "The first time I realized race was a thing," and I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if Sam remembers the first time she realized that race was a thing." Girl, yes. Let's go. We love story time. <laughs> Let's take it all the way back to what was it, <laughs> kindergarten, or I think it was. Ooh. I think it was first grade, actually. Um, so you know how girls, we love to talk. <laughs> right. So we were just, you know, chatting and, you know, doing the little thing that we do, talking about our lives. And I don't know what, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the details specifically <laughs> about what we were talking about. It was a long time ago. And you know, I don't right. have the best memory, but I was the only black girl in the little group that I was hanging out with because it was a predominantly white school. It was like, I think it was called Chattahoochee Elementary School, which is very specific. So y'all can find them online. I don't know. But I, I want to say <laughs> it was in Georgia. I want to say it was like, you know, predominantly white. Um, mm -hmm. And we were talking about hair and like there was one girl in the group that specifically like they were talking about washing their hair and like she was like how basically trying to figure out if I washed my hair and like how often and like really trying to get into the specifics of like my hair is different than all of like the rest of their hair and I just remember being like answering like very calmly and like just because <laughs> I kind of knew what she was doing it was a microaggression and even though I didn't understand what that was I still like I knew what she was getting at I was like girl right. my hair is like just as clean as yours and like don't come for me so I was just like you know I just wash it and then dry it and I have like pretty like wash and go like that's pretty much my style of like what I choose to wear so it really isn't that different than like what she was doing um right so I was just basically trying to get across that and she like was not believing me like trying to figure out what's different all this stuff and I just felt like very singled out um and I I don't even remember if someone else like stood up for me or you know anything like that but that was the moment I think for me that I was like uh yeah so y'all can tell that I'm different <laughs> right right but also to caveat to that I feel because you said you were in kindergarten right I think it was first grade but yes no it was kindergarten Okay, so yeah, so like not saying that like it was okay or anything, but y'all were like five years old. Yeah. And I feel like at that time, like we're so curious, like mm. especially like if you've never been exposed to something like that, that type of situation, like you might not even know what to do at five years old. And I feel like that's where the parents come in mm. and are like, hey, 
you're about to go to school for the first time. You're going to experience a lot of different things, a lot of different people, be respectful, da, 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 da. And I feel like there's no real way to train like a really small child on like how not to be, could come off rude in that situation. Like, <laughs> right. There's certain things you can do, but kids will literally say anything. And yes. like, they don't know it wrong from right from what they're saying. But like, there's a cut, I feel like there's a cutoff point to where it's like, okay, you should know by now. Um, yeah no but that's such a good point like having a social conscious is not it's not taught in every household so not not every girl was asking me that it was just one girl so you know you're right like I think that kids they don't understand like how something can be like taken as rude or whatever but I don't know I don't know like there's some sort of awareness that starts to develop at a certain age you right like right I don't know when that is right that was my next thing I was like (laughs) I don't really know who's to say I feel like it happens for like people at different times like maturity you know all that stuff right and I feel like it also depends on like the times that you're living in on what that when that happens because I feel like if you're if you're growing up in 2020 like you know like it is very prevalent like on everyone's mind and if you haven't started start now um so i feel like it also depends on that like if it's not like it's always a big deal quote unquote but like how prevalent is it in your life specifically right i feel like that also has something to do with it um because i was gonna say like my first time was when I realized that race was a thing. Like, I feel like I'd always realized because I started off at an international school. Mm-hmm. So there was like a whole diverse mix of people, like a melting pot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so elementary and all that, I never really felt it because, you know, we're all like at that point, we were all different. Like we all had our own things going on. But when I got to middle school, um, and it was it was a mixed area, but still kind of predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school is when it was really like, you you are black, <laughs> girl, you different, <laughs> right, girl, you different. Uh, but middle school, this one time, my friend, and you know, I'm sure she didn't, she still didn't know better um, to no fault of her own. Mm-hmm. But it was like sixth or seventh grade, and I remember I had just like hit a new length because I got a perm when I was like nine and at first everything was fine until somebody gave me a really bad perm and had to chop all my hair off and like mm-hmm. it was such a traumatizing experience please do not perm your daughter's hair please please please, please, please. <laughs> public service announcement um, even though I really can't say anything because I still perm my hair but I'm not perming my child's hair you didn't yeah you were not you were not given a choice Right, like, I could easily go natural, and many people tell me to, but I just know myself, I'm too lazy for that. Like, my hair would still fall off, like, <laughs> and just, you. <laughs> like, I, I maintain my hair, and I keep it healthy with a perm, so I'm like, eh, maybe once I'm older, and, like, maybe I don't care about my hair as much, and just, was like, eh, chop it all when off. When you have money, when you have money, you can just, like, pay someone else to deal with it. Right, that too. That is another great point. 
Um, but okay, so back to this, the instance. So I had just, my hair started really growing back in middle school and okay. it had gotten to a certain length and I was like, it was like to my shoulder, Ooh. I would say. Okay, inches. Right. And I'm like flipping like inches, inches, inches. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend who was white, um, she wasn't all white, but ma- you know, majority, she was white. White passing. Right. There we go. That's the word. Um, we love words. Yes. Um, she would like when I was like, oh, yeah, I would say that I have long hair. Mm-hmm. Like, because to me, I had long hair. She was like, uh, no, I'd still say you have short hair. Short. Right. And like, at for least me- length. <laughs> right. And so, like, for me, like, Oh, it was yeah. kind of like knocking me down a peg, but I don't think she realized that's what she was doing. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure she doesn't realize that's what she was doing. Um, but like, you know, like yeah, in the black community, the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> right? Because you know, in the black community, like when your when your hair gets shoulder, like it's like okay, it's just like you literally just said, like that's an instant reaction. Yeah, I mean, we celebrate growth. (laughs) Right, because it is harder. Like, it's harder for our hair to grow because it's very sensitive. You have to make sure you're using the right products for you. It's it's a whole journey. On God, it it really is. It don't just, we don't wake up and hair has magically grown. Right, we don't wake up a month later and like two inches have grown. Like, no, that's not how it works. I so, mean, like, it be, it be, some people are different, some people, though, you know? Right. But right. no, no, you're being very, like, because I feel like by sixth grade, you kind of are aware of someone else's feelings, and I don't know, <laughs> not to create some, like, beef 20 years later, but <laughs> I feel like she knew exactly what she was doing. I'm weak. I I really don't think she was. Like, she's a really sweet person. She's the type of person, like, who does sometimes doesn't realize what she's saying. You have to correct her. And if you don't (laughs) correct her, like, but like, but she's the type when you do correct her, she's like, oh, bet changing this. And like, she changes. Heard. Okay. I love that. I love that. So that's why I was like, no shade, no tea, but using that situation because that's when I was like, oh, yeah, it's because I'm, yeah. That's why. But but to that point of like, you know, when is the cutoff age to like when that's appropriate and when like when you should know, Mm. I feel like that's changing and I can see it myself because I live with my like, you know, Amaya, 13 and super, super, super woke on issues like she loves like learning new things about politics. She's super involved. She's super in the know. Mm hmm. And, like, she's aware of things like this and, like, racial injustices and, you know, all of these major issues that, like, you know, us, we weren't really paying attention until we got older. But, like, she's thir- about to be 13 and, like, is already, like, on it. Like, yeah, can have conversations with us. Right, can have conversations with us and, like, be on that same level, if not above us. So I feel like the tides are changing for the better. Yeah, the youth is really going to save us all, in my opinion. TBH. Wow. Was that a tangent? Was that all just a tangent? <laughs> I think it was. But it was like, it was like this, literally the start of the book, like, just took off running. Oh, or not the heard. book, but like the, the chapter. chapter. Yeah, because we were talking about literally the first sentence. Literally the first sentence. Um, but to give context <laughs> to this section that we're talking about, 
Um, for those of you following along, this is when Elaine's telling her story of the first time that she realized that race was a thing. And if I open my book, it was in preschool and they had these piles of magazines and they were doing this project that I'm sure many of us have done where it's like, curate your family out of all of these magazine pages, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And as she was going through the pages, like it was mainly white faces. And, you know, her dad is white, but, you know, she's mixed, her brother's mixed, and her mom is black. So she did her best to piece together the pieces of, you know, these white figures to create her family. Mm. And I like when she says, (laughs) she says, um, at that age, when a teacher hands you a pair of scissors, a glue stick, a stack of magazines filled with white people and asks you to cut out a picture that looks like your family, you do what anyone living in a hyper white world would do. And that's what all of my classmates were doing. You cut out white people. And that's exactly what I did. Right. <laughs> Period. And I was like, yeah, I mean, honestly, you just adapt and just kind of like conform to whatever situation you're in when you're a kid because it's like you don't know any better right and then she even goes on to say like I was different other an oddity living in a white world and I feel like you know most black people have gone through that moment where you're like yeah I'm different built different Mm -hmm. and it's it's just it happens differently for everyone you have that like awakening like aha moment so this yeah. was her aha moment. Heard that. But I really liked that her mom put such an emphasis on trying to circumvent the lack of diversity at her school. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She came home with that that white that white family and she was like, oh uh-uh. Let's redo this whole project. Yes, we like mom coming in to save the day. Right. And like that goes back to my point where it's like parents have to step in they do they do and I think that you know I'm thinking about my own upbringing and I feel like I was not exposed to black culture you know and so that wasn't either it's something that I had to figure out on my own and it ended up being predominantly in college when I was exposed to more black people and my circle of friends ended up becoming um, you know, like people that looked like me and that just was so different from anything that I'd been exposed to in my past and it seriously changed the way I viewed myself and, right. and I, I'm sure you can attest to that too but absolutely it's just like I want to be the type of mom that I don't know like puts pride into my children and they you know, can be proud of their heritage. And when people ask, like, it's not something that they're ashamed of or, you know, even have to second, like, guess. who. Right, it's almost like, let me put you on real quick. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, that type of enthusiasm, I feel like, comes from parents who do the work and teach their children. Right, exactly. And I think, especially coming from two people who are like, "Ah, I had to learn all of this on my own, like, 
didn't really have that much parent supervision on this topic um we know how important that is and you know people trying quote unquote taking your black card away all the time because you didn't watch a certain movie or you don't <laughs> know the song or like you know what i mean like oh, we yes. know that experience and so we're like i don't want that for my child like yeah. i learned how to i learned how to play spades in quarantine like girl my parents i still don't know i still don't know <laughs> see and somebody hearing this is probably like black card revoked <laughs> No, for real. Like my black card has been revoked for years. Like it's not even something that I <laughs> at this point it's just like, you know, I think in 2020 though, I think I took it back like myself. I was just like, you know what? I don't really care if y'all think y'all have it. I'm I'm retrieving it. <laughs> it's mine now. Right. Um right. But, but no, like seriously. Um yeah, and she like really like I feel like she really harps on the feeling of having to conform to feel as if you belong. And I was like, ooh, sis, feel that. And specifically, um, the TA, the teacher's assistant who brought her the only black magazine, who was like, oh, let me let me slide this in for you without like, you know. Drawing too much attention. Right. And like making you feel singled out. And it was like, I know, she, like, even Elaine said she's like, I know she probably have the best intentions, but still. <laughs> but girl, it just it is different. It hit different, right? Yeah, um, and I wonder like if it if it would have hit different if it had come from a black TA like question mark questions that need right. answers like sometimes things just don't sit right coming from the oppressor in the situation, and that's mm-hmm. something that's like hard to say, but is kind of true like things are perceived differently like you have to be kind of aware of who you are in the situation kind of right exactly it's almost like when chad was talking about in our question for the culture series um Mm. when he when he mentioned talking about you know there's certain things where you're like okay i can spearhead this i can like totally fight for this because i like i personally relate to this but he was like i personally would not like you know go to a woman's movement and try to like be the leader of that I would be an advocate, but like not necessarily try to be like march on, like you know what I mean, like be in that role because oh, he knows he knows his boundaries in those types of situations. Wow, self awareness is truly key, and you know what? That really reminded me. <laughs> so where I work, we have these diversity training days, and which you know that's so great, and I thought it's awesome that you know this company is like stepping up to the diversity plate I guess in so many words um but this this we were like told to share our experiences and one of the guys in my group was like um you know I tried to go to a BLM protest and they literally like (laughs) kicked me out and he was like I really wanted to be an ally and support but I was just not welcome there and like he was like, how do you deal with those types of situations? And, you know, I was, I kind of, I kind of tried to give him an explanation of some sort because I was trying to get across that like these people probably didn't hate him. They just like, it was not his target audience. Um, like oftentimes these protests that happen are trying to be, trying to create a safe space for you know, an oppressed group of people. So if you are a white man, like you are seen, unfortunately, like, but true, you are seen as the oppressor in the situation. So like, 
him being someone they have never seen before you know they don't who he could be anyone and just living in alabama it's like even more greater chance of like it being something more sinister than you know seems at first sight right i was trying to explain like self-awareness is so important in these more sensitive times and situations so anyway right right. and almost like you know just because this happened to you at one protest doesn't mean stop being an advocate or stop fighting Mm -hmm. it just means take that experience and be like okay well maybe you know what was did you say he was white i don't remember he wasn't yeah he was a white man right so white man you know find those other advocates and people who want to be allies and like learn together how you can truly be advocates and truly allies and you know get you know um, advice from the community and things like that to truly like if you really want to help learn how you are needed to help that's so true yeah you can't just show up and be like okay I'm here you know it's like you how do you fit into this picture you know exactly find your place so Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. And we're kind of on page 18 for those of y'all that are following along. Yes, sorry. We get on these rants and don't keep y'all updated on exactly where we're at in the book. But thank you for Samra for that gentle reminder. We love gentle reminders. (laughs) Uh, We do, truly. Looking for an age-appropriate gift for a teen or tween that incorporates reading with beauty? Beauty in a Book Box is a quarterly subscription box company for tweens, teens, and adults. Each box is professionally curated by an educator, nurse, and cosmetologist. All boxes include accessories and beauty products. Established in 2019, their purpose is to align literacy and personal care. Beauty items can range from makeup, skincare, to hair products. They offer book options for the teen and adult box. One-time gift options can also be found on their website. Use our code BAABB16 for 10% off your first box. And so it, this on this page, it kind of like taps into something we've already talked about, how her mom like was helping her redo the assignment. And like not in like a disappointed or like condescending way that like she chose all these white people figures to be her family in a sense right but in a way that was reassuring and made her feel safe yes that's truly that's so important for a child you know right it's like it's all about your approach yes yes so many lessons can be learned elaine's mom is just a g for real honestly like she does she have a book let's find i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to read elaine's mom's book so can she make a parenting guide or something (laughs) seriously like she really seems to have it together right also Um, refusing to buy elaine white dolls i thought that was so the white barbie dolls Um, representation Literally, but because I remember, so um, I remember when I was younger, my grandmother, who to the naked eye, like she could pass for white, but she's black Mm -hmm. or was black. Um, Rest in peace. Love her. She bought me a life-size American Girl doll who was like, it was like, she was a replica of me. So she looked exactly like me. Oh my God. That's dope. 
that's kind right. of freaky but cool it, <laughs> it was a little freaky but like as a little kid I remember like being so excited I was like oh my gosh like and her name was Alana like she was me <laughs> as a doll and like I played with her and you know That's so funny those little nuggets of like okay yeah here are the Barbie dolls that you asked for however here's a doll who is a better representation of who you are yeah no yeah I want to say that I always like preferred the black dolls because I was just not into dolls to be honest with you like at all I was more of a go outside and like run around type of girl Mm -hmm. but if I was gonna like spend my time sitting around playing with a doll it was gonna (laughs) be a black doll and like for sure it was gonna be I don't even remember which which Barbie but it was like a fairy princess black yes I remember I had that Barbie she's so beautiful with her straight hair like girl (laughs) yes okay so that's the thing like I growing up never realistic but it wasn't (laughs) but growing up I was such a huge Barbie like period just Barbie fan Mm. that I didn't care what my doll looked like. I was that was not my concern. My concern was that it was a Barbie doll. Oh my god. No, but no, honestly, like the Barbie features are so they're like white features. Right, on a black doll. On a, it was just colored black. When I look back, like brats were at least a little more like I don't know, realistic. More accurate representation, yeah. But those were like the ethnic dolls. Gosh. The times we grew up in. Well, honestly, things have really changed and for the better. So I'm glad to hear it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. But But Elaine grew up in like the 90s. So or ish. She's a little older than us. Yeah, she's a little older than I think she's like in mid late 30s, maybe early 30s. I don't want to age her because I don't know. Let's go early. She looks like she's in her 20s. She's like her skin is flawless. Like she just looks great. Yeah, she really. I don't. I want what she's having. (laughs) Right. Put me on her vitamin routine. Seriously. Um. But yeah, she goes into talking about like this quote unquote the want to be white complex, and I was like, why are you attacking me? As I read this like this whole section. relatable content relatable content because i remember for the longest so you know i talked about my grandmother who like did the naked eye like she would look white Mm -hmm. and i used to tell people like unspinnowing what i was doing i used to tell people that i was mixed because i i really (laughs) thought my grandma was white until i was quickly corrected and told that she was in fact black Girl, who corrected you? I think it was my aunt who corrected me. She was like, girl, what? That's hilarious. Alana was like, yeah, I'm mixed. No biggie. <laughs> right, because I was just like, you know, I don't know. That is but so I think funny. Right. If I had a dollar for every time someone asked me if I was mixed, bro, I would be so wealthy. I would not be in credit card debt. Right, it's like student loans who? <laughs> right. But, but, like, to piggyback off of that, I, like have always like wanted to have my hair straight to fit in more with the other girls around me at school mm-hmm. and, like, certain things I would like wow. be like oh this is what everyone else around me who happen to be predominantly white is doing or wanting or asking for Christmas or yes. blah, 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 blah. Oh so that's God. what I want girl you're speaking to the 
freaking choir because same same i literally permed my beautiful hair so that it would be straighter and that i would have like i mean i guess my reason was like it's easier to take care of but like that just would not have happened if i had had black friends it just would not have right who could have helped you be like this is how you can learn to take care of your own hair without having to straighten it right totally and same here like maybe at one point i would have stopped getting perms if it was more like ingrained in me like you know your natural hair is gorgeous wear it here's how right yeah it's professional it's like it's more than enough you don't need all this other like chemicals and like things that you know it's crazy it's so crazy right and like low-key like I feel like it still lives in me now like that wanting to have straight hair but Mm -hmm. I feel like now that I've like I know like it really is like I do like having my hair straight like it it looks good but I'm not opposed to trying other styles like I'm more open yeah no that's so true like so much of what we consider beauty is literally just European like beauty standards that have been ingrained into us due to capitalism and all the beautiful things that create a society that is our society and you know the more you know but it's just like you didn't know and so totally totally feel this chapter really it hit me it hit me it hit it hit and like it was like (laughs) again like it wasn't until I got to college that I like realized how deep the trauma was of this like wannabe white complex and this this desperateness to fit in Mm. Um, so it was I had to relearn a lot of things and there's been that tweet floating around for like ever I forget what it says word for word but it was like how many of you have to relearn all of these things that you were taught growing up now that you're an adult and I was like retweet me because what the heck I know I know it's crazy 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 but like we're better for it Mm-hmm. right we are we truly are and oh my gosh okay then she talked woo this one woo <laughs> Specific example, she was talking about when they talk about slavery in school, being one of the not that many black people in the school, mm-hmm. when they talk about it in class and just how like awkward it feels. Like, like when, I remember like yeah. looking through the history book, mm-hmm. trying to see when that chapter was going to happen and then look at the syllabus and like see what day we were supposed to talk about it to like brace myself for just impact. Just to mentally prepare. Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like this is just all it makes complete and perfect sense to us but someone who has not experienced it it's like you just never think about that Mm -hmm. but you're completely right like how awkward is it and i feel like teachers especially living in the south like (laughs) we were on the wrong side of history and like i remember being in elementary school and this kid was bragging about how he was a descendant of robert e lee Oh, and everyone was like, "Wow, that's so cool!" And like all this <laughs> stuff. I was sitting there, like in line or whatever. It was because this was like fifth grade. Like I was kind of, I had some type of like knowledge. I was like, "Was he on the wrong side? Like he was on in the Confederacy? Why are y'all applauding this man?" I was just like, 
This is so backwards. But it's because his parents applauded it. Yeah. And taught him to applaud the fact, like that personal family heirloom fact. Um, No, but like then it was reinforced in the classroom where, you know, predominantly white. And I was just like shook. And, you know, it's just like we're not in Kansas anymore. Like this is Mm -hmm. this is a dark, dark energy lives here. (laughs) Right. I I feel like if that same kid would have said the same thing today, he would. Ooh, hate it for him. Yes. On God. Like, I wonder if he continues to shout it from the rooftops <laughs> <laughs> or if he's learned the error of his ways i hope so i truly hope so but just you know just southern things that you experience <laughs> right southern thing that's the name of this episode southern things yeah just that's southern things just i southern. swear there are t-shirts that literally have things like a saying that say just southern things and it's like sweet tea on saturdays <laughs> roll tight on fr- I don't freaking know I'm just no but yeah that, that's that it sounds familiar I just oof wow <laughs> I'm just having trauma flashbacks it's fine right it's like this whole episode is like who breathe <laughs> we should have brought a therapist onto this episode <laughs> Honestly, but no, if you guys, again, plugging in our question for the culture series, if you go watch the episode that we did with Dr. Griffin, she talks about these traumas that we have and how it's passed through generations. And, you know, people like to say, oh, well, slavery was 400 years ago. Slavery was so long ago. It's like, you don't realize that, like, the 70s, that was like, you know, just that just happened. Jim Crow was literally right, late sixties, right? Sixties. So I feel like sixties. Seventies was the aftermath, and like when we hear our parents' stories, they're they were pretty segregated too. Like my dad has so much trauma that I don't even think he understands. But like listening to him talk about his experiences, it's just crazy, and it really does get passed down because you unless you like break through which is what we're trying to do we're trying to break generational curses it just continues it's a cycle and you'll feel the effects literally forever right and there again there was this girl i was scrolling on tiktok and she i'm gonna have to find it she's doing a whole series on like basically what you should have learned in school about slavery and the history of slavery but like unfiltered like this is straight facts Mm -hmm. and the specific one that i watched that was on my for you page was she was talking about how you know the joke of that people try to do like oh like your dad like growing up black your dad wasn't involved in your life or your dad like wasn't present or anything like that um and she gave like straight facts it was oh my goodness she dove straight in she was like you know during times of slavery um slaves were forced to mate with one another to you know birth more slaves and the men had to sleep with multiple women to try to impregnate them so like 
to deal with that trauma, they tried to emotionally distance themselves from the children because after the children were born, they had no say so of what happened to them. They could be sold, become slaves themselves, be raped. Wow. Like they had no control over that. So to try to cope with that trauma, they distanced themselves. That makes and that perfect has, sense. Has carried on through generations. On, I mean, there's so much about like. Wow, that's, I mean, that's such a good point. And it just speaks to like how much of, you know, toxic things in black culture are really probably stemming from slavery and the fact that we've been oppressed for the history of our country and like it's still happening today. Right, exactly. And like I said, like people trying to make it seem like it was so long ago, it's like no sis, this is still very prevalent, still needs to be dealt with. George like this- Floyd died in 2020 at the hands of police officers. Right. So it's still happening. Right. And you know what police officers started off as? Tell them, sis. They started off as slave patrol. Slave patrol. Wow. Right. So like, you know, runaway slaves, they were the ones who were supposed to catch them, basically. Oh, and now they're poli- now they it's just a change of name at this point. Now they're just called police officers. We love our theme song and want to put you on. If you need someone who can edit and mix audio, create background music for podcasts, or even soundtrack music for movies and TV shows, Taylor, aka Top Notch, is your guy. Not only can he mix audio, but he can create your next hit within his in-home studio. If you're looking for more info, you can contact Taylor at his email, topnotch, that's spelled T-O-P-N-O-T-C-H dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. That's topnotch dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. But yeah, so it's just... Racism continues to live on, and just because we voted Trump out of office does not mean it's going to magically disappear in January. It's something that, honestly, I think, and we keep going back to our question for the culture, but that was a good series. It Um, really was. Lacey was like, this is something that you deal with in every generation, because every generation has to learn the same lessons, unless we teach them, and you know things dif- things are different which hopefully one day they will be but you know until then it's just a constant constant cycle of learning more you know just taking small steps forward and that's that's better. all we can do right and teach the next generation um better basically that's the only way things change deal uh, with our own trauma yes 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 absolutely um it is really funny because, you know, Christmas just happened and two of the books that I got, one was the Kamala book that I didn't even know she had a book out. Me neither. So excited, so excited to read it. Um, and my parents got me this book. It's like Pockets of AOC Wisdom. And it's a book, like it's a small, tiny, like pocket book full of AOC quotes. And if you don't think y'all about to see some of those on our page, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, sis, wrong. 
<laughs> let me tell you right now this is your warning that that's yeah it's happening um our social media is becoming an aoc stan account <laughs> this is actually an aoc stan account period <laughs> this podcast is actually an aoc stan account right this episode is brought to you by an aoc, AOC stan, stan account. account we love you <laughs> aoc literally okay um and basically to wrap this episode and chapter up um the last thing that i had to say in summer you know add on as you feel needed was it was this line that she said when the world tells you to shrink expand oh make them mad make them mad sis honestly pop yo shit in 2021 okay i'm sorry i had to curse for that but like (laughs) it's true we've all been stuck inside it's time for us to go and live our best lives right and like you know maybe maybe you know six weeks after inauguration we'll be like on lockdown and stuck inside but since when we get out you better be ready to hit the ground running period and hopefully this podcast will be released by then and we'll all be looking back at this time like you know it was all a dream it was all a dream (laughs) right oh my goodness but no i don't have any anything else except for yeah what she said period expand just expand this whole season is what she said period um but yeah so until next time when we discuss chapter three we hope y'all have a great one and we'll see you then we'll see you in the next one bye Bye. thank you for listening today we hope you enjoyed the episode please follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at she will read to stay in the loop Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to shewellreadqa at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye!